everyone, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. So this episode, I get to speak with Rick Angeloni, who is the design director at ASI Creative Labs. I wanted to speak to Rick because I felt like he would give a really unique and valuable perspective about the benefits of hiring an agency to outsource your social media marketing to. So in this podcast, it's really fun and it's really informative. And we talk about um, how you can vet the right agency to work with, how you can establish uh, expectations for communication, and also make sure when you're hiring and working with an agency that the plans and strategies that they design and implement align with your business goals. So let's get into today's episode. It's going to be so much fun. I'm great. How are you today, Melissa? Thanks for uh, having me. Of course. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to get to know you better. And then also just to pick your brain about our today's topic. So that being said, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your current role at ASI. Uh, my current role is as a design director at um, ASI Creative Labs. And uh, we'll do any kind of, our sort of notion is that we'll do any kind of um, marketing for distributors or suppliers um, that they might need. Um, we, we specialize in uh, certain types, um, mostly like um, ESP websites for distributors and content marketing for suppliers. Okay. Uh, we occasionally branch out and we'll do um, other things like uh, create custom logos for clients if they okay. should want one. A lot of people are starting a new business, so that might be important to them. Um, email blasts. Um, catalog design. So those are some of the more ad hoc unique things that we might do. Wow. What about like an, I mean, it's probably for you and the role that you have, there's never probably like an average day, but like, is there kind of like an average day for you, like a snapshot of some of the things you'd be working on outside of what you've listed? An average day is, mm -hmm. uh, an average day is like touching all those, all those aspects. Okay. Um, most prominently ESP websites and content marketing. You know, okay. that might make up a good 50% of the work we do. Um, so we're constantly um, in touch with members for their ESP websites, whether they're starting a new one or whether they're um, in a custom website situation. We do thousands a year, thousands of websites a year. Wow. I would love to know like the final number, like on average for a year, like that's crazy, but yeah, everybody needs yeah. a website. It's your crown jewel of your marketing mix. Yeah. So that's really cool to see. So that being said, um, you know, today's topic is hiring an agency to manage your social media. And I wanted to talk to you about this because I feel like you would provide a really valuable, really unique perspective. Um, cause I have my own thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours, but firstly with how everything has changed, you know, I feel like the pandemic has really made um, social media stand out as more of a viable yeah. marketing channel. As a marketer yourself, you know, how has the pandemic shifted your relationship with social media? Um, well, I, I think it's made um, social media and, and I think all online efforts uh, mm -hmm. just more important in the overall scheme of um, marketing a company way, way more than it used to. Um, and a product or a service, um, not just a company, but um, having less people, you know, connecting in person um, sort of is increasing this need for connecting online, right? 
Right. Um, and over time, I think social media platforms now have become um, more marketing and selling places beyond what we as consumers and re regular everyday individuals thought thought of them. You know, we right. thought of them more as of sharing our our likes, interests, hobbies, artwork, et cetera. And now it's, you know, it's more of a selling place, let's say. And it's more obvious that it's a selling place to yeah. can say selling, but marketing as well. What do you think like of that shift? Do you think it's um, been beneficial or not? Like, I mean, some people are like, you know, I really miss the age of social where it's like, I had to have a college email to invite my friends like on <laughs> Facebook. And then it's like, I'm tired of being like hit with ads. I like the mix. I think it's cool, but maybe I'm biased because I'm a marketer. Um, yeah, I probably am as well. Um, but um, I would also say to um, marketers that um, um, they do have to be in it okay. to, to be successful. Um, it's, it's an old adage that, that I've been telling marketers in our industry, especially our industry for a number of years, um, that they have to be in all channels of media that are available you know, to, to promote their businesses. And now these are the new channels. Okay. You know, so they've got to be in them. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. No, I totally agree with that. I think it's best to experiment and find out what works for you. And I totally think like it makes our job more interesting, you know, because I feel like it's really stagnant to just be on one channel, even if you favor it. Like for me, I try to educate myself on the other ways that people can market themselves outside of social media, even though that's like what I would prefer personally to kind of concentrate in, but like email marketing, best practices, SEO, you know, like basics of a website, like UX, that kind of stuff is good to know. So when you're not ready to maybe hire somebody in-house, you know, um, a marketing professional, maybe somebody who wore multiple hats, right. social media specialist, coordinator, manager, and you're looking to work with an agency, you know, on implementing a social media marketing plan, some strategies for your business. Do you have any tips for vetting the right agency? Because I think that fit is like key. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, like almost everything else, you know, you've got to do your homework and make sure a firm um, that you want to hire example experience. Um, you want to look for uh, a well-known client base and positive testimonials from them. Okay. Um, you want to look at online reviews from uh, companies like that. Um, you want to look for an agency who's maybe done work in your industry as well, okay. um, if at all possible. It may not be. Um, you want to pay close attention to how um, the company identifies itself as well, yeah. right? So looking for one that specializes in social media as opposed to other types of companies um, that might define themselves as like a digital marketing agency, which might be too broad, um, or even a content marketing agency, which might put more focus on just blogging, let's say. Mm -hmm. So um, I always think of those three. Um, and so you want to make sure you are focusing on some of these really specific to social uh, media marketing. Okay. And I think that's a really smart one because I think there's so many agencies out there that people are like, you know, what makes this one that's a mom and pop of maybe three people 
versus mm -hmm. one of that's maybe a midsize better than the other? Should I go with somebody who's broad because there might be better synergy? Should it be like you said and just be somebody who's social first? But I'm like you, I think social first is better because you know, you know, you're going to get mm -hmm. people who know those platforms inside and out. And like you said, having that, um, like there's nothing like a referral, like somebody else vetting that customer, yeah. you know, it's just like so, so powerful. So you kind of know what you're getting into. So what about communication strategies? Sometimes when I've personally worked with outside agencies as an in-house person, things can get lost in the shuffle or there's not like a good system established. Like, do you have any tips about setting like clear expectations in regards to communication? So both parties can get what they want. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, again, it's like a lot of other things and other endeavors that you might have done in other, other ways we've done marketing and other business. Um, you want to communicate often and you want to be as transparent as possible in that communication back and forth with your agency. You want to let them know what your goal is. You know, is it, is it simply having a, you know, a presence and excuse me, more of a soft sell approach or creating direct sales from that effort? Um, you want to be sure that they're able to measure um, success of your program too. Um, again, you want you want to look for a company that um, is going to answer the phone when you call, or you email you back in a timely manner. Um, follow up with information that you request, um, and you don't necessarily have to at first ask, but observe um, for yourself, right, and see how accessible the people are and the companies that you're considering to hire. Um, and you want to say that up front. You could say just something like I said up front. I'm going to expect this, um, and just very often, right? And certainly, if it's not perhaps at a, uh, at a scheduled time, obviously is the is the best, and it's probably weekly or at least monthly. I love that that you said be upfront because I think some people feel, um, you know, I've noticed this with small business owners, they're kind of timid or they feel like they're burdening somebody. And I'm always saying to them, I'm like, you know, you're paying for a service. You know, I'm not saying being like a, ta a hardcore taskmaster, but just like if you have certain expectations and like see where you can compromise and meet in the middle. And I think that's like the best. So then, you know, you might expect like a monthly report every Friday. And then when that mm -hmm. doesn't come, because you haven't asked for that and they've, you know, onboarded you and maybe that's not something they can fit in. Maybe they weren't the right agency for you or there's another way that your need can be met with something else they can provide you. So I think like you said, that transparency and just being upfront, you know, is, is really key, so. That's the place you have to start. It's, yeah. It's gonna be too late to be upfront um, after something bad's happened. Right. So you always wanna just establish it right away. Yeah. And then they just they also know that you you know you're serious and you mean business too. Yeah, right. Certainly that if care. they want, you know, you to be their customer. No, I like that. Right. And that's always probably like a good predictor too when you're vetting that person, you know, that they're like, all right, I take your inquiry with working with us seriously. So another thing that I wanted to ask is sometimes when you work with an outside agency, you know, making sure there's a connect with your core business goals, like what you're trying to accomplish, maybe three months, six months, 12 months out, like, do you have any tips for making sure the social media strategies that are being implemented by an outside agency match your current business goals and align with them in a seamless way? Well, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of the same thing. <laughs> 
let's start with truth and transparency. They have to be honest with you. You should make up numbers and accountability. And that's on both sides. Right? Okay. Um, I often um, say to uh, uh, when we're doing internal projects, I often say, and I'll say to clients when it's necessary, um, that as a client, they have a responsibility as well. Okay. Um, so there's accountability on both sides. So I'm flipping this now, right? And so I, I'm saying that the, the accountability is, is there for the client as, as well as the agency. So data reports should be considered, right? In the monthly combination with perhaps revenue reports from the company to understand where the two intersect and understand the effects on the overall business. Okay. Um, and they should, you know, on a monthly basis, you should be able to evaluate the efforts um, based on different metrics like um, the reach, the growth, the engagement traffic, and lead generation. So you want to you let your company know that you understand those things. And um, so you would expect results and, or data and reports probably on a monthly basis on those things too. Oh, that's so smart. No, I love that because I think that's really key because, you know, maybe they're not sure what information they should be providing. And they're just like, you know, I'm, they're a customer that's like, I'm going to sign this contract and just outsource everything, you know, but they expect a certain result. So I think like having that relationship where you're upfront, you have open expectations, you keep in touch, and then you're also doing your part to provide this agency with what they need so they can fulfill that promise of their contract or service level agreement with you. So I really, really like that. Um, do you think that there is perks to outsourcing your social media strategy? Like, like what do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, it brings a third company, party into your business outside so of it, hopefully, you know, right? It's, with an well, it should be really subjective. All this, right? Then, they're going to you're going to have subjective. It's going to be more efficient to have it all in one place. I like that approach, and you make a good point because I think synergy is like key depending on the marketing strategies you have. So, like you said, you know, maybe this is a new channel you want to develop, and you're kind of spread. Thin internally, um, but you don't necessarily have the money to onboard a full-time hire for a role, but you can budget out for an agency who will do everything in, like in-house for you. And it's not like you're paid social media here, you're organic here, like you're lead, like it's all in one house and yeah. they can report on all the success, success metrics, excuse me, that you, know, you guys have kind of talked about on the onboarding process. So I like that. So that being said, I know that ASI Creative Labs is always looking for wonderful ways to continue to serve our ASI members. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you would like to promote or share that's upcoming? Um, yeah, I've thought about that for a little bit. And there's a couple of things in the works. Um, we're working on um, some new sponsoring content websites for suppliers. So that's sort of like um, little microsite for suppliers right. where we can house all the editorial and articles that are um, written about them and, and, and it can connect to their home websites and it could be something they can promote differently. Um, we're talking about a plan for content marketing for distributors. So a lot like we do for suppliers, but in a slightly different manner for distributors. Yeah. But um, content marketing would be a good description for that. Um, and I'll give a shout out to our second place hackathon winners for their ESP plugin for WordPress users. Yeah. That could be a really wonderful new product. Um, that's something um, that's just been talked about. Obviously, they just um, came in second in the hackathon. And um, it's not a product yet, but it'd be something that we could really look forward to, I think, for everybody. Um, 
And we're also looking at a new generation of online catalogs to help complement the print uh, catalogs. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm excited for yeah. all of this stuff. So I got like a good inside scoop. So I always like to end with a fun question. So that being said, like, love the fun questions. Yeah, or the fun questions. Yes, thank you for correcting me. So that being said, so what's your favorite drink like, you know, to make like whether it's a mocktail, it's a cocktail, wine, beer, like, what's your what's your fave? Yeah, well, it was hard to pick a fave. So <laughs> and it depends on the season, right? So I would have to pick two and they're sort of like cousins to each other and they're seasonal so uh one would be a rye manhattan and the other would be a stoli martini a stoli martini i've never had one but i love stoli that sounds oh, yeah so sure good okay all right uh, yeah not gone in for any of the newfangled vodkas you really have to go traditional russian vodka is probably one of the best yeah, no, Stoli is like epic. Like I shots of Stoli is like my thing with my friends. But now, you know, a Stoli martini will definitely add to the rotation. Sure. <laughs> Thank you for that. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you is um, the first piece of music that you ever bought with your own money. I want to know the artist. I'm like excited. Well, um, maybe like a lot of people uh, in my generation, um, it was actually a Beatles single. The Beatles 45, but it was late Beatles because um, um, I was probably a little too young for early Beatles. But I had to think about it. Um, and I know that um, this is probably the first piece because I actually still have it. And okay. It's old 45. Um, yeah. And I think it was the A side was Get Back. Oh, that's so One cool. Favorite Beatles song. So it's late Beatles. It's like 69, 70. Wow. And I would have had about. 45 cents saved up in my pocket that I'd probably pay for that. Maybe somewhere between 50 cents and a dollar. That's incredible. Because yeah. once you think about it now with like iTunes, if I wanted to get that same single, it would be a digital download for like 99 cents. So it's like, it's changed, but not much has changed. You know what I mean? Like it's a not different- much. But like, the, yeah. you know? I got two songs for a buck. I'm pretty sure by then it was about a dollar. I remember it when it, when it turned- to be a dollar, it went from under a dollar to a dollar. It was a big deal, but now it's like cost a dollar. But look, now it costs a dollar today still. It's not bad. Yeah, but I wonder like for that 45 that you had, like if it was, you know, is there any like value to it? Like if you kept it, I'm sure you played it and everything, right? It wasn't like a collectible or something like you got when you were younger and you're like, I just want this. Like you, yeah, play, no, you put that, that like, 45 I, out. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like, I saved my money as a kid and I needed to have that single. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Sure, sure. I, if I didn't know we were going to be on video, I would have brought it with me. Oh, I, next you know, time. It's, it's somewhere in the house. You'll have to send me a photo for the write-up, but that's so cool. Okay, that'll do. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. It was an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. Sure. You're very welcome. Anytime. Nice Thanks, Rick. Nice talking to you, too. Take care. All right. Be well. Thanks, man.